Another episode of the Plus One Player Podcast. I'm on your host, Steven, joined once again by Darren Simmons Jr. Darren, we got another PlayStation episode to talk about because naturally we're not done. We're not, we can't just stop at two. But how are you doing this lovely evening? It's the eve of PAX East. When people listen to this, PAX East will have come and gone. But right now, it's Wednesday night. You're flying in Friday. I'm going to the convention tomorrow. A buzz is in the air. How are you feeling? Oots, I'm excited. I'm antsy. I need these next two days to be over so I can be on this stupid five-hour flight yep. and start having some fun. I'm ready. Yeah, we'll welcome you here in Boston with open arms. And when you get in Friday, I hope that we'll, uh, may- hopefully we get to meet up at the What's Good Games meetup, which is going to be a good time. So uh, I hope that once this actually airs, that we have had met up there and then, you know, Saturday we'll do some shenanigans too. Because I know... uh saturday they got bethesda games day going and you... i think i think we know a guy who might be able to get us in there and we might Maybe, be able to do possibly some things, so might be a thing could yeah. be a fun time on saturday i think so i'm not ready for this cold though that is the one thing i'm not ready for i was looking up the weather and i saw the high was like 41 my body doesn't go below 65 five yeah. is free anything below 50 anything in the 50s to me is freezing so (laughs) i'm not ready it's it's funny because like i look at like 40 at the end of february i'm like wow that's actually pretty warm that's not bad it's been unseasonably warm the past like week it's been like in the 50s it actually hit 60 on monday it was glorious on monday took a little walk with the dog it's nice but so (laughs) i know because i know i know you're coming in from california and it's going to be a little bit of a, a drastic shock but I got to tell you, it could have been a lot worse. There's no snow in the forecast, so we're True. good to go. I'm okay with that. Thank you. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Wasn't ready. But before we get into all the PAX East shenanigans, we got to continue our PlayStation series. And this week, we're talking all about the PlayStation 3. We'll probably dabble with a little bit the PlayStation Vita, the portable. I know you were a PlayStation portable man yourself. Yes. I did not partake in the portable genre pretty much once game once game boy advance was done i didn't get a portable until the nintendo switch so i took a long hiatus between portables so you might be able to shine some light on that but i have a lot of thoughts on ps3 i'm sure you do as well Mm -hmm. and so to kind of kick it off i feel like the ps3 kind of came out a little bit earlier because there was only like a six year gap there between the two system generations between ps2 and ps3 so it comes out november of 2006 at a whopping 600 dollars price point and they had the two (laughs) different models they had the 60 gigabyte and the 20 gigabyte now back then this was when we we weren't installing games so gigabytes was really just about really like save data and eventually once you could get to the point of like digital downloads then the gigabytes kind of mattered but at first 60 or 20 didn't really matter, although there was a $100 price difference. Especially with the last episode when we were talking about how memory was, we had 8 megabyte memory cards, and then now they're going into gigabytes, and we're like, what? Yeah. Okay. 
Big, big difference. And at the time, at launch, they were backwards compatible. So you can play PS2 games, PS1 games. Now, PS3, they've always been able to play PS1 games. I have the latest generation PS3 right now. The, the one, Super Slim? Yeah, the Super Slim that was literally just like, yeah, we're, we're putting this together with absolute plastic. Like, Pretty it has much. The yeah. button, I hated those models. It has the button where you can like hit the button to slide the, the disc case opener. But honestly, mm-hmm. I can just like flick it with my finger and it just opens like it's very loosely attached so i, I always keep yeah. that one laid down because if i stand it up sometimes the thing will just fall down <laughs> <laughs> oh no but i because i had got that like right at the end because i had uh like an 80 gigabyte ps3 and it was a chungus it was like one of the big boys one of them and bad boys. Uh, i i had given it to my college roommate because he was looking to play some of the ps3 games pretty much like he wanted to get into like uncharted and things like that and so i wanted to get a new ps3 with more hardware excuse me more hard drive space and so i was like all right you can take my old crappy one and then it died on him i felt bad but no whatever i gave it to him for free you know (laughs) they had a certain lifespan that's for sure they definitely did so when it first came out how long did you wait between launch and then actually purchasing it i so for me i didn't get a ps3 for years i had a 360 at first Um, oh yeah because they were a they were expensive and that was around the time when i had a sense of how much stuff costed so right. <laughs> i was like i think we're good off of ps3 for now um i didn't get one until uh the slims were out and i had gotten a 120 gig slim yeah and went from there so like on 360 i was already experiencing like modern warfare i had dabbled in gears of war that was kind of like my first taste of really playing halo myself um and then once i got my ps3 then of course i could start going backwards and yeah it was i think maybe 09 to 2010 is when i got mine so it was a couple years see this is what i was alluding to last week when i made probably the worst financial decision of my life because like i was in high school i was working like a day a week at a nursing home (laughs) So, like, barely Oof. making a lot of money. I was making, like, barely enough to, like, pay my car insurance a month. But it was like, you know, I was like, all right, I'm going to be getting a an under-the-table job in the summer, so I just needed to do this for a few months. But I just couldn't help myself. And this is what I mentioned, where I sold, as I had two PS2s, shout out divorced parents, so I had two PS2s, one at my mom's, one at my dad's, so I had sold those on, like, you know, eBay or Craigslist, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I used some of that money and then some of the cash I had saved up, which before this is before I had like a bank account too. This was literally just like cash in an envelope in my drawer because I used used to work. That was me and I had bought a PSP for myself um, in 2010 and that was my first system I personally bought myself. So I get it. (laughs) Yeah, because like to save up to like buy my first car, I had to like work in a uh, breakfast restaurant, like washing dishes, busting tables, eventually was prep cooking. But when I was pressing, when I was uh, prep cooking, I eventually like was on the books. But when I was washing dishes and busting tables, that's all, you know, like 50 bucks a day. Like that's what Mm -hmm. it was. 50 bucks cash a day. And so every high schooler, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Every weekend, though, (laughs) you know, it's 100 bucks a weekend. Throw that in the envelope. Throw that in the envelope every now and then take a little bit out. But like most of that was just going right into the envelope. And so one day I was like, you know what? I got this cash. I sold my PS2s. I want to go get this PS3. And I spent I think this is when it was only $500. So <laughs> I waited, I waited just a little bit. So it dropped to a hundred, a hundred dollars. So I bought it when it was like 500 bucks and I bought it with Madden 08 
and Warhawk. Did you Ooh. ever play Warhawk? I I've witnessed Warhawk. I never yeah. I never played it. it there were a lot of PS3 good. games that were there. Yeah, it was not good. Mm-hmm. Did not enjoy it. But I got it because at the time it came with the Bluetooth headset. And so I was like, all right, mm, fuck it. I'll get this okay, for the Bluetooth okay. headset. So it was worth it just for that. A it's... lot of that stuff was just for the good bundles that it came with. Like, there were plenty of games that came with the controller where you're like, this game sucks, but it comes with the controller. Yeah. <laughs> That's like what they had to do in the early stages because they fuck up by pricing it way too high and hoping that people would, like, latch on to this Blu-ray technology. But Blu-ray was still in its infancy then. Like, no mm-hmm. one really knew what it was. And like you said last week, it was kind of this battle like hd dvd is first blu-ray which one's gonna win so nobody really knew that like blu-ray was gonna be the way to go and like shout out blu-ray they stuck around for a while and they're still kicking even yep. though like as as more things go digital blu-ray is still out there and so, 4k yeah exactly 4K blu-ray. it's but it's still here it's still around so they they definitely had the foresight they knew where things were going but at first it was it was really tough to get people interested because they also just like i said one of the first games i bought was fucking warhawk they just didn't have like the games at launch yeah and like, so when i'm thinking about the launch titles it was shit warhawk was one uh metal gear solid 4 was an early title it was 2008 was so it took a couple years for still that took one to a come couple out years. let's see heavenly yeah. sword i would say um, though because resistance fall of man came out early in the ps3 and that kind of it eventually established itself as a big series mm-hmm. on PS3, but at first it was more like, all right, this is some this is something new, it's something cool. But honestly, I don't think it got the notoriety that it really should have got. I think that they should have really kind of latched onto Resistance as like a flagship game, like a franchise that they could get behind because I think it had they banked to offer. on they banked on Insomniac's title. Yeah, I want to say for that and. Like, I didn't really mess with the Resistance, but I know what it did. I know that they were good. Yeah. But it's like, there was a difference from, like, the big companies of PS2, Naughty Dog, Insomniac, Sucker Punch. Yep. Going from Jack and Daxter, Sly Cooper, Ratchet and Clank, and them being tentpole companies for PlayStation, to go to Resistance being, okay, Naughty Dog being Naughty Dog and then coming out with Uncharted. Right. Yeah. That's what they do. And then Sucker Punch coming out with Infamous, which was another good one. So two out of three kind of stuck it. All three of them had trilogies, but we saw how, well, mm, Infamous kind of sort of. Well, yeah. I mean, it was uh, good. Well, it gets. It, I, mean, I enjoyed the hell out yeah, of Infamous. Yeah, it so gets. I can't say anything. Like that's the thing. It gets a third game, but I don't know if it was really like a trilogy. It was. I feel like that was yeah. almost just like it's a, it's its own thing. But like that was its own side shoot back on PS3. Yeah. So at the beginning they're kind of floundering. They don't really have a franchise to like latch onto. And I feel like that was a chance that they could have propped resistance up a little bit more. Cause from what I remember, it wasn't really anything that they overly promoted. The no. only reason I really knew about it is because my neighbor who same neighbor who I grew up playing crash bandicoot with, he got a PS three before I did. And so that's what kind of eventually led me to get one. Cause I started playing some of the games with him and resistance was one of those games and i remember it was one of those ones that kind of stuck out to me because it was doing something a little bit different with first person shooters i had mentioned this way back when we were talking about some of the dynamics we like in games the weapon wheel so if anybody wants to the go, weapon wheel go get the super cut of the weapon wheel <laughs> i remember that was a the, while ago yeah it's on one of the bloopers somewhere i might just re- mass release those now that the patreon's done but 
with that one, I loved it because like now it was picking up different weapons and using them strategically for different areas of the game. And I love the story where it's this, you know, 1950s world, but it's almost like this futuristic alien invasion. So you got like the old school human weapons that would have been used in like the 50s. And then you have all this crazy alien tech that you get to Mm -hmm. use. And so that was a lot of fun because you get to dabble with different weapons. And I think that they really dropped the ball because I think they could have used resistance, obviously not to fully compete with like a Halo or a Gears of War. Oh, maybe with Gears, but not so much with Halo, because Halo just was infamous, you know? Halo was already a tentpole title. Exactly. So them them coming out with 3, it was just like, oh shit, look yeah. at it go. And then Gears came out, awesome. I think Resistance they, they, was... could have, they could have rallied behind Resistance as being one of those titles to compete in that space. And I don't think they gave them enough chance, uh, enough of a chance to really get that notoriety, unless, like people knew who insomniac were and knew kind of like their playstation history i think Mm -hmm. it also didn't help too because do you remember how everyone was saying in the early part of ps3 it was like development hell like developers had such a difficult time making their game ps3 specifically that jump from ps2 to ps3 was terrible there are so many devs that just had problems where there are so many games that are infinitely worse on playstation than they are on xbox and like, so I'm, I was looking at some of the launch titles, mm-hmm. which kind of suck. <laughs> They're Not just yet. games that you can get anywhere else, like Resistance, Genji, Day of the Blades. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Those are the two t- exclusives I see, honestly. And there wasn't much like, at launch. There really wasn't. No. And that's why and I like, say uh, <laughs> like Resistance could have stuck out, stuck out a little more. <laughs> yeah. Like the infamous game that I like really, not infamous itself, but. I know as an example of being horribly worse, even though it's already a bad game, Sonic 06, (laughs) that game is infinitely worse on PlayStation. (laughs) It's already a terrible game, but for it to be even worse, that's, it's, PlayStation, I feel like, and this is kind of how I feel about PlayStation in its current situation right now, where they're going, they had a big head from the previous generation where they were dominating they were kings they could not fail and then moving into this new generation it was very much like okay they were definitely still riding the high of ps2 yeah but ps3 is now a very rough road like i said i don't want to say that for ps5 because we just don't know anything but it's also very cryptic on what they're trying to accomplish right now yeah and i think that's the problem is that ps3 was not that long ago like 2006 sure it's 14 years ago but still we remember like we all remember how rough Mm -hmm. the early years were for ps3 but i think when people are starting to compare that with what's going on with ps5 like you said it's very tough because we don't know anything they haven't said anything and i'm really curious to see when they finally do kind of pull back that curtain and so that naturally is going to give people that pause for concern where they're they're thinking like all right are they getting back into that mode where it's like oh we can do no wrong it's like yeah you can do wrong you've done it in the past but i think what people fail to to see when they compare those two launches or you know one launch with a possible launch that's coming at the end of this year i think that they fail to see is how the longevity of the ps3 really worked out in sony's favor because eventually everything clicked developers figured out the hardware 
they yeah. and then it became one of the the top selling consoles. Like it's up there. It's not obviously it's not up there with PS4, PS2. Those are still two of like I mean it's insane the amount that PS2 mm-hmm. has sold. <laughs> but PS3 eventually it, it found its groove, and then you ended up getting a lot of those classics, and you got to see that Blu-ray technology in terms of like the the entertainment side for like movies and things. You got to see that pan out because Blu-rays clearly ended up winning that battle with with the HD remember three D is oh man three D was <laughs> I remember that was like a, they really tried and they're like you know let's just let's just get rid of this I'm glad the that Sly they, Cooper yeah. collection you know, Uncharted three um, I'm glad they I got rid think of three D Starhawk they, they had the PlayStation TVs that had the three D oh support God, yeah. with those I have one of those no I have shit. one of those TVs <laughs> yeah it was granted did I get it for free from a display from people I knew yes yeah well hey. did I ever use the three D no. Because why would I ever do that? Yeah, but like, are there anything nowadays that would even use it? <laughs> Absolutely not. You gotta go, you gotta go <laughs> find something in the Disney vault, perhaps get some 3D out there. Ugh. But I, I think that longevity, it, it, it obviously it paved the way for what happened with PS4 because PS4, I think they they realized their mistakes with the launch of PS3, and it eventually turned out to be PS4 is an amazing system. We'll have plenty to talk about that when we do that episode. But I think. Sony doesn't get a lot of credit for how the PS3 eventually finished out. They, it's th- very comparable to Xbox One in this case, yeah. where it was a rough, rough start. And then later years, it turned around, started yep. cranking out games, started establishing what they, what PlayStation is about. Yeah. The games, it, it was about the games. Exactly. And they made it happen. They got those IPs that they needed in the right place at the right time. Oh, yeah. They brought back classics. Like, all the HD collections that slowly started coming back was great. Yep. Because that's, like uh, like I mentioned last week, the majority of the games that I own now are some of my favorite games from PS2 era because they were able to remaster them and make them look good and accessible again because they took away that backwards compatibility. Right. Which they shouldn't have. Oh, I know, That's man. besides the point. I was that's so besides the point. Because <laughs> I had my launch PS3. It basically got the PS3 version of the Red Ring where it just stopped reading discs. So, like, the laser burnt yeah. out. They're like, all right, well, you can send it back to us for 150 bucks where we're furbishing it. And I was, so I called, there's this store near me called Bull Moose Music, and I called them, and I was like, how much would you give me if I traded in a 60 gigabyte PS3? They were like, 250 store credit. I was like, so for the same price that I'd pay to ship this to get fixed, I can just buy a new 80 gigabyte one. I was like, all right, I'm doing that. (laughs) Yeah. So I just got a new one. But then I lost the backwards compatibility. And like, that sucked because first of all, I had the Sonic collection on PS2 and it was fucking great. All right. I was playing Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Mm -hmm. Sonic and Knuckles. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I also had Namco Museum. So I had oh these my God. awesome like PS2 games. Like I love Namco Museum, Galaga, Pac Man, Dig Dug, so all that good. shit. I can play that Doesn't shit. No matter for what hours. system it's on, it's so good. Yes. Like mm-hmm. I, why is is there a Namco Museum on PS4 that I just don't know about? I haven't found it. It's like, on Switch. Then I'm getting it on Switch because I want on I, Switch. I want to have Galaga just in the tip of my hands, just every Galaga, day. Dig Dug, Miss Pac Man specifically. All the good, <laughs> all the good ones, like all those arcade classics. So like once I got that the upgraded PS3, I was like, fuck, I lose that because. It, it's, it was so shitty, too, because at the time, I was like, why would they take this out? Like, this is such a great feature. And then you find out, at, they were, like, saving, I think, like, 400 bucks a unit 
on not putting that technology in it. I was like, all right, uh, I guess that makes it sense. It makes sense. I'm just like, it's, I guess, but uh, you have such this, this amazing collection yeah. that you guys racked up over what? Yeah, it was PS2's lifespan wasn't that long in retrospect, yeah. but that its lifespan produced so god damn much exactly it was insane how much it produced where they were still putting out big name games on ps2 while ps3 was out like you said god of war 2 was in 2007 that's a ps2 title ps3 was out Mm -hmm. but they were like santa monica was like nope we're focusing we're developing this game on ps2 and that's where it's gonna be and then when god of war 3 came out my god yeah, we'll we'll have to talk about that as as we go along because I feel like we should. Ooh, oh yeah, focus. no, we're building up to the good yeah, to the good years. Yeah, we're gonna get to, to the, the ending we're era. We're gonna get to all the good stuff because right now we still got to talk about the bad. So <laughs> yeah, another one. Remember the lockout, the PlayStation Network outage, bro. Because of the hats. Okay, so <laughs> so so. So when I took, I think this was what year was that? That was this was still later on in the life. Eleven. 2011 so this is post me graduating i had stopped going to school for a while so i was just just had nothing to do yeah i was heavy into black ops like that's when i was yes like black ops was so good (laughs) black ops is my favorite call of duty game like i I got super into black into into modern warfare 2 got a nuke before black ops came out because that was the goal blackouts came out i was an absolute monster i made so many friends that was like when online was just popping for me yeah um and then that happened i didn't know what to do with myself <laughs> yeah it was i did not shit. <laughs> i had like three accounts because i made so many different accounts for black ops because i wanted to get in my katie and all that yeah. i prestige max prestige on my main account all that and i'm just like what do i do like this was i think that was the first time i used gamefly because i was like i don't i don't know what to play you're like i gotta play some offline gotta, single player shit <laughs> Something weird. I found I played some weird games because of that, though. I that's how I discovered Portal Two. See, um, El Shaddai, um, something to Matatron. Like it was a weird game, but it was good. It was cool. Like, yeah. Oh my god! And the good thing about that, it came back on my birthday that year. Oh, that's a good. It that's a good ha- time. That was a good birthday present. It, it happened like right at the tail end of my junior year of college, and mm-hmm. I just remember like because that was we had the the main tv in like the the common room and because of black ops like i had a ps3 and my roommate had a 360 so it almost be like a race to get back to the dorm to see who could play first and then when the the blackout happened i was like i guess i'll just watch who play and we i'll just sit here but actually it was great because like that back then you could do like the two player ones you'd sign in as a guest and play yeah. split screen online which was always good but man, but before we go on, I need to take a little side tangent because you're right. Black Ops is the fucking best. It did so many great things that I wish Call of Duty just kept. First of all, it had the in-game currency system, which allowed you to unlock the weapons and perks that you wanted that to you unlock. That you wanted. It was so fucking good. Fucking genius. So fucking like, good. Why do I? Why do I have to bust my ass to get to like rank eighty to unlock the assault rifle I want? And I'm unlocking all these sniper rifles that I'm never gonna that fucking was use. Peak zombies. Peak Call of Duty zombies. That was a good zombie map. And it had the <sighs> Dead Ops Arcade. Do you remember the Dead Ops Arcade? It was so good. So fucking great. That so was so good. Let me tell you folks, many a night we would play that because, you know, that's what happens in college. You go out with your buddies, you hang out, and then, you know, you smoke a little weed and you play a little Black Ops Arcade and it just never ends because you just keep going 
those it would be basically just be like how long can we make it without dying and then you would pass the sticks to another group of two and see how long they can do so black ops ended up just giving me so much joy and when the playstation network took it away i was devastated but like you the story like, was good like you had though like you said you had a little bit of silver lining in this i also had a silver lining in this because due to the blackout they gave you two free games and one of those games yes, was infamous so this was finally the chance for me to play infamous and i'm glad infamous, i did it was so I think good little big planet one of the wipeout games and like i ended up getting all six of them because i had dead a couple nation. accounts uh, there was a dead nation dead Na- oh yeah because i i snagged dead dope. nation and i snagged infamous and i loved infamous i was like this is incredible because naturally you've heard me talk about it numerous times like i love like spider-man i love the far cry games basically like any ubisoft open world game i love those open world styles where it's like oh you have like collectibles and you have like these little tasks that pop up and you can do those and the fact that it was a new IP, it's superhero based, but it gives you that decision making so you can be good or bad. I was always good just because I feel like it, that type of game kind of favored you being good. But like his electric powers were cool as shit. Like he's just flying so around the cool. city. I still only need like two more trophies to get the platinum on that. Ah, God damn it. I kind of want to go back but, and play those because I still have those on my PS3. They, they are so good. Oh, they're so good. So that is kind of like infamous two cranked it up. Uh, that was, that was infamous. That was that was the, when that happened. Like Xbox people could rag so hard, and we could do nothing about it. Yeah, because that was like we could do when nothing console about wars it. were like really at their zenith. Like that was the peak yeah. console war because like there was no console war this past generation. Like Sony literally just dragged Microsoft all around. And then Nintendo Honestly. popped in at the end just to, like, kick them in the gut while they're down. So Exactly. It's just like, hey, remember us? We're Nintendo. We came yeah. out with the thing in 2012. You don't remember? I understand. But look at us now. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Like, back then, we were all younger, more, you know, a little bit easier to antagonize with the console wars. So we'd be we'd get Dude. fired up a little bit more, I'd say. And so, yeah, that was at its peak. And, and those, because I think it was like 22 days. And it was just the longest 22 days ever because you just could not play multiplayer. When it was up, though, my goodness, I went back on Black Ops and I was like, oh, man, I missed this so much. Man, when <laughs> when it came back, um, I think at the time I had just moved or something like that. So I, so I was able to play internet, uh, like, online sparingly. Yeah. And, like, all my friends that I played Black Ops with, like, game type started changing they started going to search and destroy like my clan just started breaking up and everything one of my friends became just a, the biggest camper ever i'm just like what would happen you oh, changed, to my team you changed. <laughs> they were all like darren you went to jail what happened bro <laughs> you went to jail and jason's a camper now look at what happened <laughs> i'm just like no it was crazy but we all oh. persevered though we we got through the other side and then eventually I mean, obviously, before the outage, we already had a bunch of good games that had released before that happened. But throughout the duration of the PS3, there there really were some classics. And, like, just to... Obviously, we'll get to, like, the big ones at the end. But, like, just to name, a, like, a few things that happened during this era. We got Red Dead Redemption that shows up on PS3 and 360. So, like, that was when we started to see, like, these real open-world games. And people... I, it's still crazy to me that Grand Theft Auto V was a PS3 360-era release. So... And then so it when, became um, what it became. 
20 yeah that was 2013 yep so that was i started i was at gamestop by that point when i tell you that i have never experienced and i worked for gamestop for five years yeah um i've never experienced a bigger launch than grand theft auto 5 oh my god i'm not surprised it never stopped it never stopped like those first two days of launch like that was when we still did midnight launch over here on the west coast instead of doing 9 um, 9 p.m to match east coast times yeah um i we probably didn't leave until 2 30 in the morning (laughs) and then the next day just never ended there went to a point when i like just had to go to our back room and i dropped to my knees and i was like they're don't they're not leaving <laughs> it's not stopping <laughs> why won't it end they're never gonna but go was, home oh my god and i fell into it too because i've never been a gta person but i fell into the hype i saw perfect scores everywhere i was like fuck it i'll do it and for the time that i did play it i was just like this is fun yeah this is this is a good game i will never knock it for being bad i just it's really just like the epitome of a sandbox just do whatever the fuck you mm-hmm. want like I remember I would sign on sometimes to, like, play online. Like, I would just go to the country club and play golf. Like, their golf mechanics in that game are actually really good. Like, it's a good golf game within GTA. <laughs> so, like... It's good golf game. is good racing game. It's good shooter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I will say, you could probably use a little bit of work on the shooting. Because, like, it's got that just rock star jank where they still insist but on... But they know the they have the rock star jank. Oh, they jank. do know. Which is why it's like, all right. Can we just have a, can we just hold L3 to sprint? Like, can we just please do that? Please. Like, just give us that. But anyway, well, maybe we'll see that in the, in the future generations. But obviously we got, you know, Rockstar doing their thing. And then you have, like you already talked about, the infamous games. Those were that new IP that really kind of hit us on the face where it's like, look at this take on a superhero. It's a, it's a modern take where you have like these choices. You can either be good or bad. But like you had mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, too, you get Naughty Dog showing what they do with Uncharted 1, 2, and 3. So all three of those show up on PS3, and then it closes the door with Uncharted 4 on PS4. And I remember I played Uncharted 1 my sophomore year, so it was probably like 2009, 2010. I had bought it as like a pre-owned game from GameStop. You know, I, I'm imagining you know the policy. If you trade it in within seven days, you get your money back for a pre-owned one. So I basically saw that as a challenge to beat that game in a week. <laughs> and I did. And so then I traded it so I got my money back and then used that to go buy Uncharted 2. Because Uncharted 2 was like had just come out like the week previous. And so that's when I experienced the Uncharted 1 and 2 for the first time. And I remember... Once I fired up two, I was like, "Holy shit, this is such a smoother game." <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I played. Um, I didn't play Uncharted. I think until right before three had come out. Okay, so I hadn't played either of them, and at that time there was um a double pack of both Uncharted one and two. Yeah, so I just I ended up getting that. Played through one. I was like, "This is cool." Played through two. What the fuck? This is amazing. Yeah, because like one, <laughs> this is incredible. The story, the set, like all that is great, but some of the, the gameplay mechanics were just absolute shit. The shooting in one mm-hmm. is so bad. I have no idea if they've ever gone and like patched it, but when I played they that, haven't. I was, it's I, not I'm good not still. <laughs> it's it's still hard to play. I don't know if they've done it with like the the Uncharted collection because I have that. I haven't played that on PS4 yet, but. I just remember the shooting was so bad and there were times where like it was very frustrating where it's like all right I just want to kind of get through like these parts because I I need to get to Mm -hmm. the end but not Uncharted 2 it fixes those so the shooting while it's still not like 
you know, it's it's not a shooter, so it's not going to be the, the smoothest mechanics. We're not talking about Destiny here, but Uncharted 2 was notably better. It was just a smoother experience, and then they expanded on the story. They still have, like, the big set pieces. They add some new characters, which is cool. I will say, though, I was a little bummed that in 2, we didn't get that much Sully, you know? No, yeah, Sully was my guy. Yeah, so Sully I love Sully. Was the dude. What are, you th- what are your thoughts on hearing Mark Wahlberg is going to play him in the movie? <laughs> That's my thoughts too. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't have a problem with Mark Wahlberg. I, I like him. But Sully, come on! Like he's not Sully. Oh, no, at all. Yeah, we need like Robert Goulet to play. Honestly, somebody <laughs> that's Sully. not not fucking Mark Wahlberg. Is Robert man. Goulet no. still alive? I have no idea. Let's look it up. Robert Goulet. <laughs> Let's see. While you look that up, let me see what else did we get that was fantastic. Oh, no, he, he is he is definitely dead. <laughs> oh, he, <laughs> he died in 2007. <laughs> so, all right, never mind. We can't, PS3! We can't get Robert Goulet to play him, but anywho. <laughs> anywho. So, PS3. You got Uncharted. Th- that trilogy was amazing, because I remember I had played um, Uncharted 3 my senior year, and this was right after I had my uh, surgery to repair a torn ACL. So, like, I'm literally bedridden. And so it was mm-hmm. like right around Christmas break. So I'm just sitting there with my leg in this machine that's like moving my leg up and down. So that way it loosens it up. And I was just playing so much Uncharted 3. And it was like one of those games I couldn't stop playing because it just felt like every scene led to just a huge you were playing action. A movie. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my God. It was so much fun. And I remember I was playing a bunch of it. And my roommate at the time in college was like watching me play some of it. And I went from that to playing Skyrim. And he watched me play a little Skyrim. He's like, remember? Oof. He's like, remember how just exciting and entertaining like every scene was in Uncharted? <laughs> he's like, this is the complete opposite of that. It's <laughs> like, well, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm you know, I'm making daggers. I'm <laughs> making daggers. <laughs> so <laughs> you got Uncharted. You got Infamous. You got Resistance. So you got like these three like Sony official IPs, and they were all well done. Like it was pretty cool that you had trilogies of two of them infamous. Like you said, it kind of got a trilogy with a uh, second son on PS4, but in terms of PS3, you got resistance and uncharted mm-hmm. that saw full trilogies right on that system, which kind of is crazy to think of like how quickly those devs were churning out those games. Yeah. Naughty dog was kind of monsters in their respects. Cause it wasn't that long from uncharted one to uncharted two. Infamous 2 took some years. I won 2011, but then yeah. then again, 2011 was also... Was that Uncharted 3? Yeah, 2011 was also Uncharted yeah. 3. Oh yeah, Infamous, they turned that out shit in two years. Yeah, okay. it's, it's pretty wild. And so I think that's why we're seeing a lot more of this crunch culture come out into the, the light, because I, I can't... I wouldn't be surprised, is what I'll say, if that, if, back if then, that was, it was going definitely... on a lot. You oh know? yeah. And... I will say, like, we ended up getting some really amazing games because we had the Arkham games, you know? Batman Arkham Asylum. Yeah, I was just about like, to mention Arkham. <sighs> do you remember the first time you fired up Arkham oh, Asylum? Arkham Arkham Asylum and Arkham City were special. Yeah. Like, I don't think, besides, like, the Spider-Man games back on PS2, I don't think I really messed with any, like, I think by that point, um, my taste had kind of grown to understand. Yeah what licensed titles meant yeah yeah exactly and so by that point i'm just like i'm kind of going to stay away from these things that are based off of other things 
but Batman came out and just threw you for a loop. Yeah. It was a good game. The combat that started a combat system. Yeah. <laughs> it started that 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 started a combat system. Literally Uncharted the, uh, Uncharted eventually took modes. it. Like they eventually adapted it and then Spider-Man tweaks it a little bit. Spider-Man's combat system is We'll talk a lot about that in the PS4 yeah, episode. But yeah, that yeah, oh like God, Arkham Asylum mode. was great. Detective mode, the story was good. The villains that they chose to put in there were well executed. And then Batman Arkham City comes out and holy God, yeah. that game was fantastic. I game was fantastic. I actually played through that. Arkham recently. Origins was cool. Oh, <laughs> Arkham oh, Origins oh. was cool. My, my man. I gotta tell you about Arkham Origins oh. because I love Arkham Origins. I I still say to this day, my rankings are City Origins Asylum Night. Like that's fair. Look, that's fair. Don't get me wrong. It's not like one is vastly superior to the other. They're all great games. Like they, yeah. this is a top four. No, I agree. I definitely agree with your games. ranking. I think. Well, I just feel that yeah. you just could tell that it wasn't Rocksteady. That yeah, I think that's I'll, my thing. I'll you go could with tell. That. I will go with that. I will say though, the the way they opened up the open world, I thought was cool. I mm-hmm. thought there was a lot more to do. And then, the spoilers for Arkham Origins, folks. Been out for a while, but spoilers coming. The twist when you find out that it's not really just like a young Batman story. It's basically yeah. like a Joker origin story. You're like, oh, it was cool. let's fucking rock. <laughs> and Troy Baker yeah. did a great Joker. I think what was it? we'll get we'll get to it as well with 2013. Yeah, but God, when did Troy Baker establish himself as being fucking amazing? Nolan North had already been doing it, but Troy Baker within the like a small chunk of time just established hi. Do you like my voice? Cool. You can you tell that it's me, everything? though? Because <laughs> I can do put me in anything, anything yeah. I choose and put my mind to. And he's great. Like, he, he is so adaptable, too, because his Joker obviously was kind of a play on the Hamill Joker, which it kind of had to be because it's living in that Arkham universe. Like, I forget, mm-hmm. I forget the voice actor. and Forgive me. I forget the voice actor who played Bruce in Batman. But like he was obviously going um, through the same thing as like I think Kevin it was Conroy. uh Roger Craig Smith, so yeah. Ezio, Sonic. Yeah. So <laughs> Mirage, he's, yeah. I mean, who's also an amazing voice actor. And so like he's trying to kind of go for that same Kevin Conroy style. So like they were trying to mimic those, and I don't think that's it's not necessarily it's not saying like it's a bad performance. It's just they did good at what they were supposed to do. Like that was a, a believable mm-hmm. Joker. So that's why I always kind of put like I, I I love Origins. I still have that too. Like I have. It sucks that they've never put that in like the PS4 remaster. I'm surprised they haven't. Yeah, it honestly, because it like I I'm not I'm not the biggest like Origins guy, but I also won't knock it for what it did because of what kind of story it was telling and what it how the story was told. Yeah. Like I think my biggest disappointment was how they handled um Deathstroke. Yeah, I thought that was built up. I think to that just more. really bummed me out yeah. when playing the game. It was built up to be more than it ended up being. And then once you got like those like the electric knuckles or whatever they were, it, combat became a lot easier. Like you could just like punch through whatever you wanted. But mm-hmm. honestly though, you have like those three Batman games and that's when you're like holy shit like these are some incredible superhero games. They're telling good stories. They're gorgeous. They're mechanically sound. Like everything is fluid. You wanted to keep going. Like I wanted. You felt like Batman. Yeah, and you wanted. They to, like, made you feel do like everything. Batman. You want to do every side quest. You want to collect every Riddler trophy. So you eventually 
you know, capture that son of a bitch. So and lose your mind trying to solve those riddles. Oh god, the stupid Ugh. riddles. No, just looking <laughs> back on it, but honestly, it was like one of those times where you realize, like, all right, we can do some amazing things with like the superhero genre, and that's when that shift happens, where it's like not so much these licensed titles anymore. Now it's unique stories with these characters in their universes. So mm-hmm. it's not you know a Batman Begins game of the movie now it's its own batman story yeah it wasn't a dark knight movie exactly and that's the it shift. was its own <laughs> it was its own batman storyline in its own contained universe that was fucking awesome exactly and that's the shift it needed to make and we got it in this generation obviously it's not ps3 exclusive but it's this generation yeah now a ps3 exclusive that did blow me the fuck away god of war 3 i mean my goodness God of War 3 was so special for me personally. So back then, that was, I still had a CRT at the time. Um, So when I first played God of War 3 on a CRT, and even then I was blown away. And then I think that year for Christmas, I had gotten um, an HD TV. Yeah. And so when I booted up God of War 3 on that, I think my mom and dad had come into the room and they were like, what you watching? I turned around to them and I just held up the controller. And they're just like, what? Yo. <laughs> That's not a game. I'm just like, I'm about to put this giant lobster horse into that dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, the opening scene of that was mind-blowing. Yeah, you're just climbing up Gaia's back, fighting off people. Like, oh my god. Because I love how it literally just goes from God of War 2 into God of War Straight 3. Straight into God of War 3. And that, because like, like I was there's saying. There's no lag time at all. I had played it for myself, fully for myself, when eventually God of War 1 and 2 became remastered for PS3. But mm-hmm. before that. Same thing for me for 2. Yeah. Before that, I had played a little bit because my, my college roommates, they had it on PS2 and they would like pick it up every now and then and kind of pass the stick. So I played here and there and I, I saw the conclusion of God of War 2 before we picked up God of War 3, but what happened was... Zeus! (laughs) Your son has returned. So good. (sighs) So, my... In college, one weekend, my... One of my friends, he got God of War 3. It was, like, Friday. And we were like, hey, would you mind, like, if we borrowed it? Because, like, he, was gonna, he wasn't going to be around for the weekend, so he wasn't going to be able to play it. He's like, yeah. He's like, if you guys could just get it back to me on Monday. I'm like, all right. And so we heard Get It Back to Me on Monday as you should probably beat this fucking game before Monday. <laughs> and so on, like, Saturday night before we went out, we played, like, a little bit. And then Sunday morning, we wake up immediately turn it on and we all just like sit there and as we're going dying we pass the sticks and eventually it, it got to like lunchtime and, like the <laughs> this is like the grossest day of video game experience <laughs> i've ever had in my life and so like it eventually gets to, like lunchtime and like we've been playing for hours and we're like all right we should probably go get some food so we literally like speed walk across campus get like two pizzas like chicken tenders like a bunch just like the worst fucking food and we speed walk <laughs> back to our dorms and then we like we just have all the lights off the shades drawn we just get back to playing and like as whoever's not holding the sticks is like shoveling food in their mouth <laughs> and finally we just we get to zeus and like i was the one who beat zeus and i was like the most satisfying feeling to be to be mm-hmm. able to say i defeated zeus i conquered this motherfucker. that send-off too it was oh and then we had to wait years to kind of get a conclusion to that yeah. to end up getting god of war and 
2018. Yeah, because like Ascension was a, it, it was an all right little. I prequel. don't count that game. Yeah, because it, it, it was it was a thing. It was a thing that existed, but it wasn't that what had it multiplayer. Yeah. That was a gimmick. That was a gimmick oh, game. God. That was the that gimmick game. And I probably played that game for an hour, and I was like, I'm cool. Does this matter at all? It doesn't. Cool. I don't need to See, worry I about it. I did play through it because it, it obviously was like looked great. The combat was still fun, but like story wise, it was just meh. It was not anywhere mm-hmm. near as good as one, two, or three, and then once we saw what it turned out to be, I was like, "All right, let's, let's see what we got with God of War Ragnarok." <laughs> like you were mentioning with Batman, like besides exclusives, and well, speaking of exclusives, Little Big Planet was fucking awesome. Let's just throw it so, out yeah, there. Yeah, I never actually ended up playing those ones. I might have to check those. Those games, I didn't. I thought they were just like little quirky things, and then it. What makes me appreciate Medium Molecule and like with Dreams, like. I said it on um, our recent episode um, with Rusty Rupees. I like personally don't plan on getting dreams because I'd probably be overwhelmed with the amount of creativity that people have in the world. Um, it's pretty but cool. I actually picked it up it like, is, a week ago. Oh, I bet. I like. I might end up getting it, but as of right now, I'm just like. Mm. There's just but, like, uh, what little big planet. Just some really for me. fucking funny stuff. I don't know if it's like meant to be funny. Some of it, but like it's <laughs> some really funny shit on dreams. <laughs> Create. It's great. But um, for me, like when I played Little Big Planet, I like just came across some random like creations that people made. There were like bomb survival levels. Yeah. There were like a bunch of like shark chase stuff, and like I would bring my friends over and I'd be like, guys. You need to play Little Big Planet, and they're just like, "Why?" And I'm just like, "Come over, you'll. I'll show you why." So we're all playing together, and by the time they leave my house, they like call me. They're like, "So I went to go pick up Little Big Planet." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, "Yeah, I told you." And it's it's just it was just very quirky. Yeah. But um, besides that, like just third party stuff that came out in this generation that's not exactly exclusive, um, Assassin's Creed. I'm not going to throw Assassin's Creed 1 into the bunch because I fucking hated the game and almost did not want to try the series because of 1. I despise it. Yeah, my but, uh, my neighbor was huge oof. into it. And it just like it, it, that one, because I watched him play a bunch, and that one wasn't for me. I hated it. Like, my friend had to force me to play 2. I'm just like, no, I don't want to. And then he let me borrow 2. And then 2 is my favorite in the series. Yeah. I have an Assassin's Creed tattoo because it just it, I just kept going with that series until it started, you know being what it was yeah but assassin's creed was another great series that started um just that generation we got stuff like killzone 3 was dope yeah killzone 2 and 3 those were good shadowfall was pretty good on 4 too because it was interesting that that was their launch title one of the ps4 launch titles Mm because 2 and 3 were both very good i remember the first time i fired up 2 just how good it looked like there was just something about the cutscenes. everything just looked so sharp and even the gameplay it just looked a little bit better than first person shooters that we had been playing like call of duty and like battlefield mm-hmm. i think bad company was out around that time i fucked with the killzone 3's multiplayer heavy yeah like i didn't really play the story like that but i remember they allowed you to buy just the multiplayer for that game i was like yes take my money i will play this online let's go like they came out with a lot rpg rpgs uh jrpgs were still very abundant on ps3 like 360 had a chair too yeah which was surprising and i'm very sad that it didn't continue on with this current generation 
but like stuff like Nino Cooney was a big one that stood out to me that uh, Studio Ghibli collaboration that if you played it and you didn't cry within the first 20 minutes you're an absolute monster but <laughs> there was a, there was a lot well then because you also had a lot that too, came like, out some of the indie games come out there too like you got the unfinished swan then you have journey which is i've as i've said multiple Journeys. times you know one of the, the journey flower flow <sighs> flower is still one of my favorites out of them like i love journey yeah. but like that is an amazing two hours but flower for some reason just for what it is it's just just a naturally just beautiful game. Yeah. Just like you're just a little flower petal and you just go along with the music, along with the breeze. And it's somehow still telling you a story. Yeah. It's like un- the yeah, Unfinished Swan, which I still have unfinished, <laughs> is amazing. Yeah. It's like from when I played it, I think that's when I really started appreciating indie games, too. Um, oh, yeah, just for like, sure. PS3 wow, was like the eye opening experience for me where I was like, oh, my God, like there's this whole other world of video games that I didn't even really know about. You know, I was always focused mm-hmm. on like those big ticket releases. Yeah, I know like Xbox definitely had, I think they had the bigger push on things. Like I know that's when like stuff like Bastion yeah. and, um, cause I think Limbo uh, first came out on Xbox. Limbo, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> pour one out to the fallen hero that we can't get to Scott Pilgrim. If you did not purchase Scott Pilgrim on PS3 or 360, <laughs> I think it might've been on Steam <laughs> Rest in peace to those who have never gotten a chance to play that amazing side-scroller beat-em-up with amazing Anamanaguchi music. That game, everybody wants it. Like, Ubisoft owned the rights to it. The rights expired, I think, around 20... It came out in 2010. I think around 2011, 2012 is when the license expired. And you just can't buy it. And it's just stuck. Like, I have my PS3 sitting right there, and I'm just like, I don't want to plug you up to play that game. But I really want to play that game on something like a Switch, a PS, something, right, right. something modern, current. Yeah. There are games like I think that's why I still have such a big collection of physical games. Like I, I think back then I was very much against the digital future. I'm I'm in it now. Yeah, like because convenience, <laughs> oh, convenience God, it's is so nice. Convenient to be able to. It's so convenient, it the but day before. <laughs> yeah, honestly, but. I think games like um, Scott Pilgrim, we'll talk about it when we get to PS4, uh, PT, stuff yeah. that you can't buy anymore sucks. Yeah, it does. Because they never brought it out physically. Bring out, I'm I'm a full advocate of limited run games, all that, for and all these new companies popping up where it's like, hey, here's a game that was digital only, but we'll give you, but you could have a physical copy so we could preserve it for years to come. Yeah. Because digital, let's face it, you own something digital, you kind of own it, but you also kind of don't. Oh, yeah, you definitely, like, don't. Like, that's the thing, is because you own it for as long as you have access to internet. That's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, uh, Scott Pilgrim, why? But, um, like, stuff like that, um, like Marvel vs. Capcom 2, they brought out on PS3 and 360. Yeah license expired on that you can't buy that anymore on those systems so if you don't have it on ps2 dreamcast all that you can't play you can't buy those anymore yeah it's so much see i'm like it's weird i I find myself in this weird like limbo like i love how easy and convenient digital games are but i still do love like having physical copies like i like having like a, a physical library i can look at 
and you know scroll down and pick a game from mm-hmm. i don't know and because also too like some of the artwork is cool like a lot of games too will do that alternative um cover so like you can turn the cover yeah. inside out and you'll have like a different artwork so like some of that stuff is really cool to me it's weird because i i do love the convenience of the digital release but when things like amazon were like we'll give you you know ten dollars off of this brand new game it's like well fuck it i'll take the physical copy because they still send it to you like the day it releases so exactly there are ways yeah, around like, it. <laughs> I, I, I turned to the digital conversation because that like getting towards the end that's when digital games started becoming yeah, a lot that's more why pre- i needed uh, to get that 250 gigabyte ps3 because yeah i end up uh i got a lot I had of games 100 and <laughs> i had a 120 dollar one and at the gamestop that i worked at initially um we had gotten like it was this gamestop refurbished like 500 gig yeah. supercharged slim so i was just like yeah i'll do that and then that's when uh playstation plus became a thing yeah before it was necessary all it was was just like hey do you want to pay for these cloud saves and also we'll give you two free games every month and i was like sure yeah so i for years even after like i stopped looking at my ps3 like when they still had ps3 games downloadable or part of playstation plus i'm like i'm still gonna claim these so i could still have them yeah <laughs> do it <laughs> that's the thing is i have i think like i have do sex uh deus ex excuse me mankind divided i think it is or human revolution yeah. whichever one is on ps3 i have it on ps3 and then i have the newer one on ps4 human revolution was on ps3 yeah, yeah. that's one i have on ps3 and so and then i have like the hitman hd collection i got twisted metal black i got the bio i got literally all three bioshock games on my ps3 Never played them and now downloaded them on PS4 because they were they were free on the PS Plus again. But that was one, one of the is good. I, I haven't played two, but I I hear either it's super underrated or the worst one. And then Infinite was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I've heard I've heard all types of things. Someday I will just get down and play them. But uh, a lot of it yeah. was like I didn't want to go. One back. and Infinite are are good. Yeah, those two are good. That's what I've been told. And so, yeah, because, like, mm-hmm. once it started getting towards that digital age, that's when I, I did get the, the bigger one because, like, I think I got my new PS3, like, I think in 2011. It might have been. It was either 2011 mm-hmm. or, like, 2012. It was, like, right around probably the end of my time in college. And so it was... Yeah, I know. I believe the Super Slims, because I remember around that time, that's when, like, I know there was a red one with God of War Ascension. Yep. So it was around that time period. Yeah. And then... <laughs> There were so many good games. And, well, you know what? I'll say before we close, start wrapping up on PS3, let me gush a little bit about PSP. Yeah, you got to do it. You got to do it because you're you're, you're going to you're the expert on this one because I, unfortunately, I missed out on the, the portable boat. So I have always been a portable person, like Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, SP, DS. Then the PSP came out. And I got that with some weird games. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard about this game, Pursuit Force. No. Um, you you were a cop, and you were chasing down different like super gangs, kind of sorta. All right. <laughs> and you like it was dope. Like it was a cool game where like you're chasing them down, trying to shoot, uh, just kind of shoot down their cars and everything like that. But then you could also like get out the car and then jump onto theirs and pull them out of the cars <laughs> and everything and jump back. Oh, shit. It was su- it was crazy. Like games like that. I think that was one of my first um PSP games, but there were um uh Prince of Persia games on there. Um Twin Shadows or something like that. Yeah. 
I think like around this time, this is when I started getting into Final Fantasy. So like I played Final Fantasy 2 on there. That's the worst one. You don't need to play that one. But, <laughs> um, but that is but that's how I played it. And at the time I enjoyed it. I started learning about a lot of different different titles uh, because of PSP. That was where stuff like PlayStation exclusive were heavy on there, too. Yeah. Um, Loco Roco um, was a big one. Patapon, which I surprisingly somehow did not play on PSP. I didn't play it until the PS4 remakes because um, they're rhythm games, and I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> but now you got but... rhythm, you said. You got your rhythm set. <laughs> I, I do. I think I had it by then. I just didn't know what Patapon was right. at that time to care. But now, and so once I found out, once once I found out what Patapon was, I was like, "This is a rhythm game." Yeah, <gasps> post Greg Miller World. Now we all know what Honestly, Patapon is. <laughs> now we all know what Patapon is. For the love of God, if you know Greg Miller, you know exactly. What the fuck Patapon and if is. if you don't know Patapon, um, you know Greg Miller. Then do you know Greg Miller? I don't know. <laughs> Honestly. Um, I think I, at the time I dabbled with Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Um, that was a big one, which even me not being a Metal Gear person, like I still played that one. I was like, this is cool. That's, this yeah, is very that's different. That's when they really changed what the Metal Gear games were all about. It became about like really like base building and they, you could see Kojima starting to do his little open world style where it's like all right attack mm-hmm. this mission the way you want it with the loadout that you want and then it became what the phantom pain was and i know phantom pain gets a lot of flack from uh some metal gear fans but honestly i thought the gameplay was the best the series ever had for what i played i enjoyed yeah. it heavily um ground zeros was great too <laughs> for that what little chunk of the game it was i, know, it was I just wish that like it just sucks that they were like, all right, we're going to release this a year in advance for 30 bucks. It's like, I know. It's basically a demo. Come on. I fucking bought it. It was a demo. I bought 100%. it anyway. It was a I'm a sucker. Demo. But, you know. I did too. I didn't like I it. I think I bought it for that 30 bucks at yeah. launch. And I was like, why'd I do this? I, I don't I even like these games. launch because I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but you know yeah. this. I can't stop Metal Gear oh. Solid, all right? It's, it's in me <laughs> since I was just, just a boy. <laughs> Just a wee lad. Grew up on it. <laughs> um, the PSP for me as well. That was a that was a community device. Yeah. Like I played the ever living fuck out of anime games yeah. on my PSP. So like that was like my Naruto games, Dragon Ball, um, Tekken, Dark Resurrection, like the P- the mobile tie in for Tekken Five. At lunch for me in Spanish class for some reason because all my Spanish teachers were cool as shit. That's cool. Like. <laughs> We were like we didn't learn Spanish. We played our PSPs. We we did like played Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff like that. But those were like those are the games that like we played together. Um, back then, I learned how to hack PSPs, and that's also where I discovered a lot of Japanese titles that I probably would have never known about nice. until later on. Like um, uh, what's another rhythm game? Uh, Hatsune Miku, the Vocaloid, um superstar in japan just a total virtual diva (laughs) um i learned about those games but also i learned about hatsune miku and i love the music like anytime there's a hatsune miku game that comes out nowadays because they get localized now i'm fucking there (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like 40 dollars here you go i'll take this weave shit i will i'll take all of this um i learned about dissidia final fantasy which was the final fantasy fighting game that um came out on psp 
um, before it came out here. And so that's when I started. I think that's when I really, really started getting into Final Fantasy just because it was it was a a fighting game. B, it had RPG mechanics like as far as customizing characters to kind of tailor them to how you want it to. But also that was my introduction to a lot of characters I never knew about. So, like, of course, I knew about the big ones. I knew about Cloud. I knew about Squall. Um, I didn't know about Kefka and Terra from 6. I didn't know about Zidane and Kuja from 9. And at the time, I hated Zidane, who's the protagonist of 9. I was like, I hate you. But then I played his game finally. I was like, never mind, he's cool. <laughs> and so I learned about so much from PSP, the several Gundam games, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII, like... I could gush about PSP for a while, and also UMDs. It was a short-lived little media thing, but you could watch movies on your on your PSP. You yeah. could download. Um, it was it was my MP3 player for a while. Yeah, because you could put music on it and everything. And like I had like the soundtrack to um, one of the Burnout games that was on PSP, and I would just play that on loop at school and everything like that. It was a cool little device for for what it was at the time, especially in comparison to at the ds and um sp where it's like those are for games and you had the picto chat channels and stuff like that for for ds but psp had you could put pictures on it movies music it was it was its own media player as well as a good console like handheld console. i really feel like it exactly was a playstation that was portable like that is what they were going for. They were trying to give you all mm-hmm. the features. It had the could, PS3 UI. Yeah, you could have all the features that you had on the PlayStation 3 just now in a handheld. And then they had, obviously, like, the, what was it, the remote play. Like, that first shows up with PS Vita. And so, like, you could carry yeah. your franchise from, like, MLB or Madden, like, wherever you wanted to go. So, like, that type of shit was really cool and very appealing. Like, it's not like... I had nothing against those. Like, I would have got one if it was, like, feasible for me. It's just at that time... I wasn't really doing the portable gaming and mm-hmm. I didn't have like the disposable income because I was working, you know, a part-time job while I was in school. And then during summers I was, yeah. you know, working under the table just to try to make as much cash as I possibly could. So I didn't have like the, the money to throw at like another system and then more games for yeah. that system. And so I actually, every now and then I'll go on like, ebay or some shit just like look up ps vitas i'm like you know someday i think i might just pull the trigger but i'm still so like torn between getting like a ps vita or just getting like an a refurbished like game boy advance or something like that one of those like crazy tricked out game boy advances (laughs) because i love the game boy advance (laughs) i love that you can play like all the game like game boy color games on it and then i just loved a bunch of the games that came out on the, the gba but it's, I think someday we'll have to have maybe just like a full-on portable discussion, you know, <laughs> talk about all the portable systems we've had. I'm with it. But I think we have to close out the PS3 talk. We kind of have to talk about how it ended its run, and it ended its run basically with the string of, obviously, we had GTA Five that comes out in 2012, but then you have, excuse me, 2013, but then you have the big one, The Last of Us. We're getting the sequel. Fucking... In a few Last months. of Us. The same year the PS4 and Xbox One comes out, it's the same year that The Last of Us, Bioshock Infinite, and GTA V come yeah. out. And, wow. You could definitely tell The Last of Us was pushing the PS3 to every limit it had. Everything. Yeah. But, I think it's a cool bookend, too. 
Because look at what we're dealing with. You have The Last of Us comes out the year the PS4 releases on PS3. And then you have The Last of Us 2 coming out on the PS4 the year the PS5 is supposedly going to release. So I really think it's like a cool little bookend. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that year, so I had gone to E3 um, that year. And that was the week that Last of Us had come out. So for me, when I when I went there, it was cool to try out the PS4 and everything beforehand. I'm just like, oh, this is yeah. cool. Get to try out Assassin's Creed 4, Drive Club, when I thought Drive Club was going to be good. And probably my biggest regret <laughs> of hurts my biggest just regret all generation <laughs> <sighs> i love i wanted that game so badly <laughs> when i played it at e3 um but last of us was there and i chose not to play it even though i could have gotten a cool shirt i didn't know about that until later but um yeah, i mean anytime you i didn't want cool to play shirt, it there because i was you just get the like, cool shirt i know like, if you know I, I didn't know <laughs> exactly i got a cool i still wear my drive club shirt it's still See? probably one of the most comfortable shirts i own <laughs> I love that shirt. I hate the fucking game. game. That's the size of the point. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I'm just like, no, I'll, when I come back, Last of Us will be out. I will play that and I'm ready for it. For those who haven't played The Last of Us, fuck. <laughs> yeah, just, just fucking play it. Oh, just play it. Play it on easy mode. If, if it's too hard for you, seriously, drop it down to easy mode because it is like, it is one of those games that you want to experience the story. Like, we've talked about it ad nauseum, but, like, just to kind of close it out, because I feel like this is the game, when you look back at the PS3, I really feel like The Last of Us is, like, the game, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that's the one where it's, like, that's everything the PS3 was about. Like, that game right there. Yep, there's several. There's Uncharted 2, 3, God of War 3, but Last of yeah. Us, like, definitely. And <laughs> so, shout out to you, Cameron Hawkins. Um, I will say... On top of The Last of Us, The Walking Dead. I can't not talk about The Walking the Dead. The Telltale game? Yeah. Um, the Telltale oh, yeah. series. I love those games. Yeah. Like, that was also another big one. Whereas, like, The Last of Us and The Walking Dead for me, like, we've talked about through through these several episodes what kind of PlayStation has kind of shown us what video games can be, like, what they've done for us as far as just, like, video games can have a story, video games can be art, yeah. video games can have you just convey so much to you. Last of Us and The Walking Dead made me feel things I've never felt in a video game and hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> they made me emotional. Last of Us, at the start, <laughs> same thing for Nino Kuni and Sen, but Last of Us hit in a, in a crazy Jesus, way. And then at the end scene. of season one for Walking Dead, where it's just like, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> How dare you hurt me like this? This is a video game. I'm supposed to be having fun, but you fucked me up (laughs) emotionally, and I'm crying right now. Because, like, I am still probably one of, like, the 16 people that still watches The Walking Dead. (laughs) I will say Angela King has made the show better. The past two seasons have been good. I will say that. Scott Campbell sucked, though. Good for you. But, so naturally, like, (laughs) I I gravitated directly towards the Walking Dead games because, like, oh, this is cool. Like, you get to make choices. I will say with some of the early Walking Dead games, like, Kate and I had talked about this previously many moons ago, where a lot of times those early Telltale games kind of gave you the illusion of choice and not, like, actual choices that mattered. But still, even with that, it was it was like playing out like a comic book almost because I love like the cell shaded graphics that they use. Yeah. Like, I love that style. And then I still maintain to this day that Clementine 
is the single best character in the entire Walking Dead universe. Comics, TV show. A hundred percent facts. No debate. I, I want her somehow to show up on the show. I don't know how they'd fucking work it in. I don't care how they'd work it in. Just fucking work it in. Like, I want someone to be Clementine on the show because she is such a great character. Such a, did you finish all of them? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Man, I I was... Oh, One of the best games last year. I'm just saying. I was <laughs> I was ready to... Uh, I don't want to spoil anything because like, I feel like that one's still kind of fresh and it's, it's literally like Telltale's like Swan yeah. Song. So... I don't want to spoil that one. That one, though, like, I was ready to feel a lot of things, and I, I was satisfied with how it ended. I was, I was happy I with how it ended. I was distraught. I got up. I was taken aback. I started bawling. I was just like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, there were a few moments where you're like, oh, no. <laughs> Did they do it to us again? <laughs> I know. I was just like, you bitches. Yeah. But anyway, Last of Us. Fuck this was the game like i said like um arkham origins but this was where i kind of realized if troy baker is voicing a character in the game there's not a big chance of it being bad yeah like he shows up and there's quality he sells everything he does ellie as is an amazing support character who is a main character like not even support she is a main character and that turn where you eventually take control of her, it, where it almost becomes like a brand new game. Like honestly, everything shifts. Like at, 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 for a moment, you're like, "Oh shit!" Like I just ranked up a bunch of stuff, and now I kind of lost a bunch of stuff. But then you kind of see the game in this world through her perspective, and I think it it made the ending just that more heavy. Mm-hmm. Like I I. Until it got announced, I stood by the fact that I don't want another Last of Us. I did not want a second one. I wanted it to end right where it was. We got the Left Behind DLC, you know, as a little prelude to Ellie. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. Fuck. This hurts still. Yep. And if they had ended it right where it was, I would have been okay. And now they were the, they announced the part two, and I was like, fuck it, I'll take it. I'm not going to say no. I'm not mad. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. But, um... Last of Us was a great way to send off the PS3. Even though that's that's not what ended it, as the PS3 for what it was, like it's continued to get support, but it was all games that were not as good because they were also on PS4. Yeah, exactly. Better. Yeah, because like if you have an option to play, you know, Metal Gear Five on PS3 or PS4, you're gonna play it on the system that isn't gonna be chugging every three seconds. <laughs> Honestly, Last of Us was special. That was it Naughty was. Dog. It was, is, it's, that was a great way to end off a generation. Yeah, because, on that, like, on that, that is, up until God of War came out in 2018, The Last of Us was always one of those ones that I put up there with, in terms of, like, my, you know, pinnacle games. Like, these are the ones I look to, and, like, these are the ones I'll, I love. Because, like, everything about it, the, the stealth mechanics, just the absolute sheer terror of being trapped in a room trying to figure out the best way out without getting seen by all the clickers. Fuck the sewers. The sound design. Like, the sound <laughs> design in that game is absolutely incredible. It's... Mm -hmm. You're going, like, from scene to scene, and, like, everything is changing the way it should be. And just, if you play that game with headphones, just the clicking going on in your ears, it's haunting. It sends shivers up your spine. And then mm -hmm. not to mention, so you have a great story, you have... This gameplay where 
It's very linear, but it lets you explore a little bit. Like you could in each little section, you could explore. It's not overwhelming. Exactly, because mm-hmm. you had to explore so that way you could get materials for crafting. Like I love the on-the-fly crafting of you know, t- you know, nail bombs and Molotov yeah. cocktails. And you I know, love how when um, like there's a lot of times when I look at trailers for games where it has like crafting mechanics stuff and stuff like that. Like I last of us will even be in that front where I looked at trailers. I'm like, that looks like something I don't want to do. But then once you get your hands on it and it feels natural and it works, yep. then I'm like, good job. Then I'm yeah. impressed because it's like, this is clearly something I didn't want to fucking do, but I'm okay with doing it because of how, what the ease of use is. On yeah. It. Because it was always like one button, you know, you mm-hmm. press like you, you hold the D pad to whatever side you wanted, then you held whatever button to craft. And that was one of my gripes with Days Gone because Days Gone, you had to hold like three buttons at a time to like open drawers and like craft shit. And I was like, come on, like, just look at The Last of Us for that. Like, they figured Hi, that Death out. Hi, Death Stranding. Just... I'm looking at you kind of, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Your weird weapon wheels. <laughs> yeah, they, sometimes with that one, I, I got a little confused. Like, if you were in the heat of the moment, it got a little frustrating. <laughs> That's where uh-huh. <laughs> some of those moments of Death Stranding, I was like, all right, can we just fucking pick up the pace here? Anyway, <laughs> that's a that's another conversation for another day. But um, right. with, yeah, with The Last of Us, obviously, like, the story was, it was one of those things that it sticks with you no matter what. Once you've experienced it, especially that ending, you're, you're never going to forget it. And then, top it all off, it ended up having, like, a really good multiplayer. I, like, yes. I, I don't <laughs> think people... I, I feel like people slept on that multiplayer, because I remember me and my brother used to play it a bunch, because it um, was super tense. Like, you, it was the same mechanics. You had to craft, you had to find weapons, so it was kind of like a Battle Royale style, obviously not to that scale. But, like, mm-hmm. you had to go around, pick up things, and craft, and, like... Man, it it was just really well done, and like when they said they weren't gonna put it in the second one, uh, I think it's gonna come just not a launch. Like I think yeah, they're gonna like, put it in. I think I dabbled with it a little bit on PS3, but then once it got remastered on PS4, like I still haven't played it on my PS4, and I'm gonna do that before Part Two comes out. Just yeah. you know that refresher course. But when I did play it, I played multiplayer, and I was just like, why didn't I do this more? Yeah, it's it fun. Really it's good. a lot of fun. It was really good. Yeah. I think what we should do is before it comes out, the, the second one, you and I should play through the first one again and then do a spoiler cast seven years later. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Let's, Let's do, that. do it. We'll put Let's it in the do books. it. But I think this is a good time to, to wind down the PS3 episode because that the, the last of us was kind of like, that was the swan song. Like this was like PS3 is like, all right, see you guys later. Enjoy the PS4. But all in all, Started off really rocky. Eventually, they found their groove, and the PS3 gave us some amazing games. Like, we ended up seeing some new franchises. We got to see, like, an actual superhero game and franchise that didn't suck. It wasn't just licensed titles anymore. They Dark had Souls people... came out this generation. Dark Souls came out. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not a Souls guy. I know you are, and I know there's plenty of uh, Souls folks out there, but like Dark Souls hits on the PS3 and 360. And so you have, you know, all of those games that come from that. You got God of War 3, which at the time was a great conclusion to the trilogy mm-hmm. until we got what eventually was the new God of War. You get Grand Theft Auto 5, you get Red Dead Redemption. We didn't even talk about Grand Theft Auto 4 because I met, remember that? That was there on PS4. Yeah, that was a fucking thing. But it's just because, <laughs> you know, 5 was like so much fucking better. 
five was infinitely better. Sorry, I know oh, there's yeah. four stands out there, but it but come on. <laughs> well, no, because I the best description I ever heard was four was like a shell of an open world where it gave you the illusion that you could do a bunch of stuff. Where five was literally like you could do pretty much whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Hop in a car and go. Damn, I kind of want to play GTA five now. See. I don't know That's why. why I always have it installed, because every now and then I, I fire scary. it back up and I go back and I, I do some, some missions online. But we've had some incredible games within this generation. And because we talked about it, I feel like this generation kind of came out quicker. And then we had seven years, so 2006 to 2013, between PS3 and PS4. And it was honestly a good seven years. There were some definite downs, some bumps in the road. We had the the mm-hmm. hackers shutting us out from the network and the height of Call of Duty <laughs> Black Ops. Which is a rumor. But the height. we got free games out of it, and it opened my eyes to the infamous series. So there's always a little bit of a silver lining that came out of all of this. So folks out there, if you got some PS3 thoughts, give us a call at 347-509-5620. Maybe there was some games that we didn't bring up, because there probably were. There's plenty of games out there. We don't have all the time in the world to talk about those, but maybe someday we'll just have to break down game by game. But Taking Darren, Tag 2 was awesome. There you Bam, go. Have to throw that out <laughs> That's there, That's the closing thought. Darren, <laughs> as always, thanks for joining me on this journey of PlayStation nostalgia. It's been a ton of fun, and I know when this airs, Pax East will have already come and gone, but I'm looking forward to seeing you this weekend. It's going to be a good time. As am I, sir. This is going to be fun. This weekend. Damn. This this weekend. Woo. <laughs> Safe travels to you, by the way. Safe flight. Thank you, thank and you. then I hope it. I hope there's no delays. The good news is on our end, it looks like the weather should be good for you coming in. So hopefully nothing, nothing derails you. <laughs> I hope so, too. <laughs> but do you have any uh, closing thoughts before we wrap it up? PS3 was great. That generation opened up online in a big way. Yep. For all of us, PS3, 360, all the above. It was a good way to open up. Like Steve said, that games are not just all AAA. Indie games are great. Those could be some of your favorite games. Damn it. Ubisoft, do something about this damn (laughs) Scott Pilgrim license. Please. Um, It's great. Good times. It is good times. And so it is time to wind down the PS3 and the brief PSP, PS Vita section, but mostly the PS3 episode. But we Vita will have its own piece. Someday, yeah. We're going to, like, honestly, yeah. I'm going to have to pull the trigger. I'm going to have to get one because there are some games on Vita that I kind of missed out on. Honestly, like, the remote play on Vita sounds pretty good because it already has the controller built in. I don't know. Anywho. Yeah. <laughs> so as we wind down this episode, we hope that you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed making it for you. And if you have enjoyed it, head on over to whatever podcast service you're listening to us on. Give us a like, write us a review, subscribe to us, whatever it allow you to do, because all that goes a long way. We appreciate the support. Or if you'd like, share us on social media. Give us a like, give us a retweet, follow us at Plus One Player on Twitter and Instagram. Come and join the Discord. Do all that fun stuff. That goes a long way as well. But we thank you for listening to another fun episode. And as always, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you, and we will talk to you all very soon.